I love to cook for my family, right? So I can make great food. And then along the way, oh, look at this. We're selling a whole schwack load of these baskets all over the world. So I'm going to yeah. walk away from my, you know, nine to five corporate job and I'm going to do this full time. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, we've got the North Star Real Estate Conference coming April 24th and 25th in Minneapolis. And this conference is going to be for everyone. We're covering the gamut of real estate. If you are just beginning, this conference is for you. If you have 100, 200, 500 units, this conference is for you. If you want to get into commercial real estate, this conference is for you. And the best part about the North Star Real Estate Conference is the networking. The networking is phenomenal. We've got high performers there. We've got amazing speakers and amazing attendees that are gonna be adding a ton of value to your business. We can't wait to see you there April 24th and 25th. Check it out, I'll see you there. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexammer. With me, I'm excited to have Chad Ramzak. Chad, how are you doing today? Fantastic. How are you? I am doing well. Thanks for coming on the show, and I'm excited to have you. We met at actually my conference, the North Star Real Estate Conference, back in, uh, uh, boy, I forget when it was. September? I yeah. think it was September. Yeah, uh, September 20th. <laughs> so you came there in the Twin Cities. It was a lot of fun. Uh, great to meet you. So I'm excited to have you on the show. A little bit about Chad. He's the creator and owner of Kick Ash Basket. Um, Chad is a creative, energetic, passionate entrepreneur specializing in solving problems with simple solutions. His background is in mechanical engineering project management and operations leadership. He worked at two Fortune 500 companies and a Greenfield startup business before embarking on a side hustle in the barbecue grilling industry. I'm going to stop right there because I could keep on reading, but it's <laughs> way more interesting when you tell your own story. So Chad, give our listeners a little bit about kind of your background and then what is this kick ash basket? Cause it's kind of cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, all right. So the quick, quick, quick two bits is I'm originally from Michigan, downstate Michigan, underneath the bridge. Went to college, Michigan Tech for mechanical engineering. Met my beautiful wife my second year in college, and um, you know, fell in love and kind of played the dating game forever. Graduated back in '96, um, so I don't know how that puts me in relationship to your <laughs> age there, but uh, I think we're similar. Um, and uh, we moved out west to Seattle. I actually landed a job with Boeing right out of college. Uh, Tracy followed me out there. We got married, and and um, actually we didn't start a family until uh, 2002. Um, but out in Seattle, I worked for Boeing. Um, interesting, you know, job there as a mechanical engineer, and it, it's a roller coaster ride that at that company too. Um, you know, because they're up and down and all around, and, and I kind of got bored. Um, actually met some friends um, on a ski bus out in uh, Washington State, and and uh, they worked at Kimberly Clark. Where and I actually had worked at Kimberly Clark when I was a, a student in college, hmm. and so started skiing, snowboarding with those guys. And um, not long after that, they're like, "Hey, we're looking for an engineer, um, another mechanical engineer." And 
I'm like, well, maybe available. What's going on? So sure enough, like in two weeks, I got hired back with Kimberly Clark. And so I worked at their Everett uh, manufacturing facility for uh, seven, seven or so years. Um, you know, engineering stuff, asset management and whatnot. Um, but then I had a buddy that was leaving there to go to a startup company to build modular homes back in uh, 2006 or so. And I'm like, hey, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> Take me with you. And had ever known that the housing market was going to do what it did, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that wasn't the best choice. However, I learned a ton in that position. Um, you know, as a fifth employee, we built a, a factory to build modules. Um, and actually, we ended up building um, Holiday Inn Expresses. We really? Two full, yep, Holiday Inn Expresses. Um, basically, all built indoors. You haul the modules, which would have, you know, a queen-size room on each end in the hallway in the middle. Huh. Stack them up three high and as long as you need to go. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I learned a lot. Um, so the market wasn't the best. We could have been a lot smarter with our money and how we, we built out the factory and everything. Um, so I left there at the end of 08. Um, and then we moved back to Nina, Wisconsin with Kimberly Clark. So, so that was the time when I needed to get a new barbecue grill. So I was looking for something um, that I could do everything with. I wanted to be able to cook a pizza at 600 degrees or sear steaks or slow smoke pork butts or brisket at 225, 250. So, so that's where I, I first, in 2010, I got my first ceramic grill. So now we get into the kick-ass basket story. And um, about a month into my cook, or in, about a month into using the grill, I was trying to cook a pizza, um, Papa Murphy's pizza, if your listeners are familiar. Love at 425. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, I couldn't get the temperature above 300 degrees. So I called Chip at the shop where I bought the grill. I'm like, Chip, what's going on? I can't get my temperature up. He's like, how well did you clean out the charcoal? I'm like, well, I stirred it with the silly stick that you guys sell us. And um, he's like, yeah, you really have to clean out the charcoal. Otherwise, it won't breathe and your temperatures won't come up in the grill. And so that was kind of the aha moment of, gosh, if I just had a bucket or a basket, I could sift the ash out of the charcoal, like sifting sand from the rocks, and I'd be off to the races. And so Tracy and I went looking all over the internet. I'm like, I'll buy one right now. And um, nobody's making anything. There's a few ideas out there. Some guys had drilled some holes in some colanders or something, but I'm like, I'll just, I'll make it. I'll get some expanded wire, figure out how to form. You got to form a cone because the bottoms of these things are kind of conical. And um, so that was kind of a challenge, but I made one, got it welded up. My dad helped me weld the first one. It was ugly. I mean, we're, we're you know, wire feed welding um, expanded metal, which isn't pretty <laughs> to work with. And had coat hangers for handles. <laughs> it worked, right? But uh but yeah, that was a start in 2010. And then I had other buddies getting these ceramic grills, uh, big green eggs or uh, grill domes or whatever. And they're like, hey, we make you one of those. So I probably made eight or 10 of them. Um, and then fast forward to about 2013, after I'd made several of these, 
And I had started working with a, a business coach, life coach, business coach, everything. Um, our mutual friend, Trevor McGregor. And um, he's like, hey, what do you got in the idea bucket? And so we started talking about this. And so then 2013, we went looking for, uh, for a manufacturer. Um, and we actually started with one here locally in Wisconsin. Um, and uh, they did all things wire. So that, that was kind of the answer. You know, they even used to make driving range golf ball buckets back in the day. Hmm. So, so that was my guy. That was our start. And we launched a website in 2014, started with the single, single batch. Um, so that was interesting too, because I ordered a hundred. Didn't know if I was going to sell any of them. Right. And you know, what, what's the cost sleeping. of the order of a hundred? Do you remember? Yeah, so between tooling and everything, it's probably five grand or better. Okay, okay. Um, so you have a rough minimum numbers. of a $5,000 investment. Uh, yeah, that. yeah. Okay. that's basically what we started with um, and, um, you know, got into it and ordered the first batch. I'm like, oh, I'm not sleeping, you know, whatever. Get the first batch in. And this is all while working full time or did you quit by then? Yep. Nope. I was still working full time. I okay. didn't uh, walk away until 2017. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is just like, a, Hey, let's, let's try it. Let's see if we got something. Yep. Um, you know, let's start a website, start a Facebook page, see what we can do. And um, it starts smart. I mean, that was, that's kind of the big yeah. part of the, of our story that I tell people um, and, and you know, get it out there. I, you know, to sit, you know, take a little sidetrack. I had taken an entrepreneurial class at the Fox Valley Tech probably in 2014, maybe. No, 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 2012. Sorry. Okay. Um, and for this it, purpose, for something. Yeah. I, okay. I hadn't really, I didn't really know, you know, yeah. but they got deep into the weeds of business plans and and all this stuff, and it pretty much set me back for a year, I would say. Until, until we basically started working with Trevor and said, all right, how can we boil this down? You know, how can you get it out there and test it? How do you just get going and um, see what you got without a bit, without a huge investment? Yeah. So five grand is, you know, still a lot. That's a heck of a nice mountain bike or a set of snowboard gear. (laughs) But, but, uh, um, so yeah, so we got into it, but the kind of the, the big learning part of that story is, um, trust, but verify, you know, I, I follow that a lot. So we, we got the first batch. Um, I had designed the basket off my neighbor's, uh, big green egg, um, because that's the most popular one. Cause at the time I actually had a different model. It was a, a grill dome, um, which is a little bit smaller. Uh, anyway, so I, I got the batch, took one to the shop and dropped it into a new egg and it didn't fit. So a couple, couple things happened. One was a uh, dimension was um, not interpreted correctly off the drawing with my manufacturer. Two, um, Big Green Egg had changed the internal diameter of the lower fire bowl in 2012. So <laughs> I'm like, oh no, what do I do now? So it, it, it did two things. It forced me to open up the conversation with the manufacturer to say, all right, how can we, you know, get a new set of tooling and get going on this and the second thing is what do I do with 100 baskets that don't fit in the egg 
So that forced me to, you know, take a look at the other grills out there. And sure enough, it fit in three other grills that were basically alternatives to the big green egg. So, you know, part of the story is it's better to be lucky than good. And uh, sure enough, I had two models out of the gates. And then you were able to sell. So were you able to sell those? Yep. That you really. Yeah. And and to to this day, um, a, a little bit different, but those basic dimensions fit several other grills. So you're so still manufacturing essentially that same yep. product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so a lot has happened between then and now, but that's kind of where it all started. So, so you create this product, you don't know if it'll sell, uh, you know, how did this, how did the sales start to take me through that? Like you create this thing and you, oh. okay. You know, first of all, what did you do to put yourself out there? So you start getting people to sell because you got whatever you said, eight or 10, whatever that you've made for friends. So obviously yeah. they've already got theirs. They don't need a, <laughs> a new one, but right. they're potentially spreading the word, but you still got to sell at least a hundred of them. And then I'm sure you had to make the second batch to fit the, the green egg. So you got to make another yep. hundred. So I had 200 out of the bat, out of the yep. gates. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's, so how do you start it? Well, in this day and age, social media and the internet, everything makes things considerably easier. You know, yep. had it been 10 years prior, I would have been pounding the pavement, knocking on every grill store door that I could find. So fortunately I had a, awesome grill shop here um and chip like kind of worked through the bugs with me and said hey you know what if you did this um so he was one of our very first retailers um and then we put together a facebook page and a website it started simple we got the the, uh, facebook page out to friends um started with you know posting food pictures you know so if you look at my my facebook or my instagram it's all not all. I mean, I do some business stuff about new products and whatnot, but I'm mostly, what I'm mostly trying to do is share the experience of cooking for friends and family. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's basically how the, the idea came up is that, Hey, I want to be able to cook a pizza um, and fire up the grill quick and, you know, get it ready for my, my wife and boys. And um, so that's a lot about what my social media presence is, is, is for, you know, cooking for friends and family um, simple cooks. You know, I do some extravagant stuff like brisket that takes all day, or pork butts that cook overnight and stuff, or yeah. some crazy things. But, but yeah. So, it, so we started just with the social media aspect and and the and the uh, website, and basically we got the concept out there in different forums. So then. So then I started following some some blogs and some different forums like Big Green Egg Barbecuers and things like that. And they're fanatics. I mean, it's like anything else, you know, golfing or Corvette club or something like that. You know, you get into the Big Green Egg ceramic grilling world and, and people are building you know, nice tables and outfitting their outdoor cook areas just to be for this egg thing. And um so finally one day, I think it was summer of 2014, somebody had posted a note, man, I can't get the temperature up in my grill. What's going on? And I, I finally had the, the cojones, if I can say this on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> to put myself out there and say, check this out. We just launched it this spring. 
um, try it. I, I, my fire is, it breathes a lot better. I can clean out the charcoal a lot better. And, and that was kind of the instance of, of the start of it. And, you know, I get things from both sides. People are like, well, that's the silliest idea I've ever seen. You know, I just separate my charcoal. I take the big chunks, I put them in this little bucket, and the little chunks, I put them in that bucket, and, and I sift out the rat. The rest, I'm like, ooh, you're not my guy. You have more time. You must be retired, for starters. <laughs> you have more time than God, and, and I need to cook quick, you know? Yeah, I don't and, want to spend a half an hour pre-sorting all my... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then, But then the overwhelming majority was like, damn, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. So when I heard compliments like that, that's, that's like, all right, we're on to something. Let's, let's keep this going. So, yeah. so that's kind of how it, it started on, you know, just on the internet. Um, but then we had folks, you get your social media folks and um, actually a good friend of mine now, Craig Tabor found us. Um, I think it was late 2014. He's down in Atlanta, you know, in the heart of the ceramic grill world. Um, he's like, Hey, do you mind if I tell my local store about you guys and see if they want to bring some baskets in? I'm like, that'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. take that. Take yeah. So, yeah. So that's where we started to grow into stores and stuff is basically through social media. So, so a lot, I would imagine that's going to be probably your biggest, um, amount of sales is selling direct to retailers. Is that, is that accurate or is it selling directly to customers? Yeah. So early on we started, it was, it was mostly through our website. Yeah. And now for the past three years, it's been primarily uh, into retailers. Um, you know, we got the point of sale and everything. Um, so we're probably about 70% into retailers and 30% into online via our website or on Amazon. How so, much does that affect your profit margin? Um, to a retailer is it, is it a pretty big hit or are you able to absorb that pretty pretty well we, we can absorb it and and we learn so growing slow um we learn about the different pricing levels and you know how to make it so that a retailer can make margin um we don't use distributors really we have some small small distributors um in the uk and in uh, the netherlands um and then actually we're starting to work with the company up in, in Canada. We're, we're in Canada, but we want to move to kind of a distributor model. Um, so we've, we've been able to um, price the product such that there is enough margin in there so that everybody's happy and, and we can, uh, you know, keep, I mean, we've built such great relationships with our retailers um, from early on and, um, you know, keeping them, happy and making sure that they're profitable at the end of the day is, is our, our biggest goal. Yeah. Um, even with regards to Amazon, you know, retailers like, Oh, I sell an Amazon. Yes, we sell an Amazon. However, <laughs> free shipping is covered by the markup <laughs> on our basket as compared to what we sell on our own website and um, through retailers. So kind of crack that nut with that. Yeah. So <laughs> how, like pricing, establishing pricing, that's obviously a sensitive subject. You know, you want to yeah. be priced competitively, but you don't want to be too cheap where the profit margin just kind of evaporates. And that's no matter what you're doing. I'm doing, you know, some, some 
private consulting with multifamily mm -hmm. investors and like the pricing is always that pain point of, okay, where do I go to where it's not too cheap, but not too expensive. You, right. you want to be there. How did you determine your price? Was there a lot of thought into that or did you just kind of start at one level and, and increase it or, or lower it? How did that work? Yeah, that's a, so it kind of, Started with a little bit of a survey of friends um, and neighbors and folks to say, all right, you know, what do you think this is, what do you think this is worth? And then we marked it up a little bit from there and got started. Um, and then, so we, we've also transitioned. So we, we started with mild steel initially. And the problem with mild steel is over time it, it degrades, it rusts, and it breaks down. Yeah. Um, so it becomes more of a wear item. Um, and we didn't want to do that, you know, for the long haul. So we've made continuous improvement and changes along the way here. Um, and so we went to stainless steel. Uh, we started in that at the end of 2017. And the beginning of 2018, we transitioned to all stainless steel. And we actually import now from India. Mm. So all of my stainless product comes from India, who's a, another connection. Uh, a friend of mine I worked with at Kimberly Clark, who has friends and family um, back in India and, and one of his good buddies and him are part owners of a, a shop that does all things wire in central India. So, so that's a, a fun, you know, it's who you know and who you strike yeah, up a conversation with. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so when we made that transition, we knew, well, the product costs more right out of the gates um, because of 304 stainless steel. Yeah. And um, so that was an opportunity to look at our pricing and see, okay, in the market, um, the other piece of that puzzle is, you know, fortunately, you have a good idea. And unfortunately, it's going to get copied. Yeah. So we started to see copies coming into the Amazon world, which I call Amazon the, the necessary evil, I guess. Um, However, if I had to do it again, I don't think I'd put, with the growth we had, we did not need to go to Amazon. Um, but we thought we did because there's so many other things out there. Uh, but going on to Amazon within three months, there was a copy that had come over, come in from overseas. And we're like, ah, oh, this sucks. So, so we got to get our patent lawyer involved and, you know, go after them that way and, and things like that. So it's been an ongoing battle. Anyway. So can can people make? Uh, I don't even know exactly how that works because you got your patent and all that kind of stuff. Can people? Yeah. Are people still manufacturing copies of it? And how yeah, you there's well, there's different. There's alternatives that have come out with a yeah. little bit, you know, different setup um, yeah. or a different arrangement, you know. Um, so so yeah, they're out there. I mean, we we fight to stay ahead of the game with you know the highest quality product we've you know, built and changed it, made it better along the way. Uh, we've built the brand and the customer service and, you know, and everything with that. So that's, yeah. that's been a, a big part of our success is building the brand, you know, having the fun named kick-ash basket and you know, our tagline is shake that ash and light that fire. So <laughs> people kind of <laughs> gravitate toward that, but, but we're making it, you know, the highest quality product in the market as well. Yeah, and that's kind of all got to be part of the same game. So, yeah. 
But so I don't know if I answered your pricing question. Um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say you did. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Fortunately, I'll say one more thing though. Is fortunately yeah. we're first to market, yeah, so I had to helps. I had to figure it out from the ground up. Helps and it doesn't help. Right? Correct, because then, but what's happened now is that well, I see the knockoffs coming in from China, yeah. and they're basically selling at our wholesale pricing, which mm-hmm. I totally get because they don't have to build in the layers to be able to, you know, please a retailer, they could just sell direct. And that's the, the challenge with Amazon and, and what happens there. So to educate your, your, your folks too, of look at what you're buying and where it comes from. But yeah. the other thing that's happened is um, our friends at, at Big Green Egg actually launched their own solution. Um, I, I was waiting for you to either say that or yeah. wondering when that's coming. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so for years, I mean, we had a great relationship, obviously. And my, my uh, network, or we call it our, our charcoal grilling family tree, a lot of people have bought eggs because of, you know, because of what I've shown them or, you know, whatever. And um, so we've promoted it a lot. And unfortunately, they decided to make their own solution. However, they made it different and they call it a fireball. And, you know, it's, it's a different, different way to tackle it. Um, but it's also 20 bucks more than our $80 solution. There you go. So, so that tells me, and, and I'm, you know, learning along the way, the different levels of, you know, distributor, wholesale, retail. Um, we've been as smart as we can be to still be profitable on down the road. So yeah. that I don't have to go back to the cubicle top. hey we've got the north star real estate conference coming april 24th and 25th in minneapolis and this conference is going to be for everyone we're covering the gamut of real estate if you are just beginning this conference is for you if you have 100 200 500 units this conference is for you if you want to get into commercial real estate this conference is for you and the best part about the north star real estate conference is the networking the networking is phenomenal we've got high performers there we've got amazing speakers and amazing attendees that are going to be adding a ton of value to your business we can't wait to see you there april 24th and 25th check it out i'll see you there go on to some mistakes. What are some mistakes? Cause I'm sure there's been at least one mistake you've made along the way. What are some mistakes that you guys just, let's just focus on one, one mistake that you've made along the way. And then how did you learn from that? Yeah. So like I mentioned in the beginning, um, trust, but verify is a big thing. Yeah. Right. So in my world, you know, I'm getting uh, prototyped is a, is a big thing. So, you know, I made the mistake of just getting the very first one, just getting some baskets and not, you know, verifying the latest, the latest model. Um, so, and I had a similar, a similar issue recently where I had a rectangular basket and, um, you know, I didn't force the issue of, okay, I need a prototype flown here um, so I can verify it in the grill before they shipped them. And um, so that's you know something that I'm on the you know big on is the the, the trust but verify yep. thing um, you know for for anything so yeah Definitely. that's kind of 
Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, you, you know, you guys have grown this business. You started in, I think you said 2013-ish. Um, yeah. You know, now you've grown it to 2020. Um, you know, what have you, yeah, isn't that crazy? You're probably going, wow, it's already been whatever, six years or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, but what, give us, you know, our listeners, some, some habits, some success habits, things you've learned that have really been able to set you up for that success, something that they can take into their business, whether it's most of my listeners, real estate or any other business, but what are these success habits that they can take? Yeah. Um, well, the key thing for us was, is having a, a coach, a business advisor alongside us along the way, just, you know, the outside perspective. I mean, I can't even talk this guy into getting a charcoal grill, but he loves what we do. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, yeah. I'll help. And, I'll help. I'll, I'll prod him a little bit. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, so that's, that's a key thing. But the other thing is kind of having a, just a few goals out there and then, you know, not, not making myself too, too spread out, but having the, the key things that we're working on and making a little progress on those every day, every week. Um, and, it, you know, I'd, I'd go up and down and kind of get down on myself because, oh, I'm not that far along on this. And, and when I, you know, either talking with Trevor or, you know, just kind of the internal talk of, hey, I'm, you know, knocking these th- three things out, man. I got, I got quotes at notes, you know, in the office for, hey, I got a book for, the National Barbecue Association in Louisville or, or things like that, just trying to keep myself organized um, on, a, on a weekly and a daily basis to just keep making progress and, and looking down the road at the next thing. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's so important. It's, we all, I think it's, it's in the, the habit of wanting to get so much done and like get conquer everything, right? And yeah. as you talk about, have your focus, don't spread yourself out, just keep making progress. And, you know, you, a slow progress goes a long way in the end. Absolutely. And, and all of a sudden, six years is like, whoa, look at what we've actually accomplished. Yeah. Well, and being well-balanced too. I think that's a, that's a key thing for us as a, as a family. And, and it's why we started this business is, is because, okay, I love to cook for my family, right? So I can make great food. And then along the way, oh, look at this. We're selling a whole schwack load of these baskets all over the world. So I'm going to yeah. walk away from my, you know, nine to five corporate job and I'm going to do this full time. And, and with that, I mean, I, I get to spend time with my family. We take them on trips that will go to a big green egg festival where there's people just grilling and cooking and having a good time all day. And it, it's awful work. <laughs> but we've made you know wonderful family trips out of that um you know and even to fast forward to last year where now we can start investing and getting into the real estate world and you know we've gotten a couple different properties we're you know looking at at what we can do with that i'm trying to learn as much as i can to to pay less taxes (laughs) that's that's the bottom line because there's two things that are certain in life, death and taxes. And I got a lot of living to go. So there's a lot of taxes to pay or not <laughs> if I figure this out. <laughs> so exactly. That's where we're at. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, what's a, what's a favorite book that you could recommend to our listeners? 
So probably hear it quite a bit on your, your shows, the Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, that I read years and years ago. I'm like, man, what, is, what does he mean? Go to school, get a good job, you know, all that stuff. I, that's what I did. I thought I'm on the right path. Yeah. And then, you know, finally we get into the business world and, and uh, you know, start our own business. So I think that that's awesome. But his other book, I don't know if you've heard uh, his recent book called Fake uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, that one is, that don't make you think differently, you know, you, you know, about our, our college, the cost of college education and just kind of a lot of stuff going on in the world and just thinking differently and how we can set ourselves up better and smarter. And we play cash flow with the boys and that's always good fun. <laughs> how old are your kids? They are 17 and f- almost 15. Mason's birthday is here. Okay. So they're sure, able to, I, I was just wondering, because, you know, I've got younger kids, mine, mine yeah. are six and 10, and I'm going, well, they understand cash flow at that age, probably. Yeah. There's a cash flow for kids that Is starts there? with like uh, lemonade stands and fun stuff like that. I want to do everything I can to get my kids into like the different mindset. And, and yeah. it's, it's hard because they're obviously influenced greatly in like in school and everywhere else by mm-hmm. the, the normal mindset. That, that yeah. everybody gets gets normal. <laughs> <laughs> What's normal, Todd? I, yeah, I think the, I saw that once on a dryer upstairs, and I don't know how to work that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so, what's the kind of where's the company going? What's the future? What do you what do you envision um, moving forward? Yeah. So. We've got a wonderful presence. Uh, we launched new product last year. Um, it's called the Kick-Ash Can. So it works in conjunction uh, with the Kick-Ash Basket. So there's, there's always some new products coming um, in the barbecue world. Um, so, however, I mean, I have other interests. Um, you know, we're going to do some stuff in real estate. We did buy our own uh, pro- first property last year. Um, where I've got a, a three-bed uh, two-bath rental with a, a detached shop garage with, that I can rent um, for storage space and stuff. And there's a little bit of property. We need some more with that. Also doing some syndication investments um, with that um, as well, trying to be smarter. I can use our um, SDIRA, um, self-directed. So if you've got folks out there, that's a, a powerful tool yep. to utilize um, and whatnot. Um, so, so there's that, but then Man, I love snowboarding and mountain biking, and I'm always thinking of ways or new ideas we can implement in in, in that side of the world. You know, either um, you know, new equipment, uh, different mechanisms. So, so there's some stuff coming that I got in the works. I've got some friends with 3D printers and fun stuff like that. We can get some rapid prototyping done really quick. So potentially um, looking at what other product deficiencies are there out there and how can you those issues, which is really quite brilliant. I mean, to look at, and that's why I'm so, I was so intrigued by your company because it's, it's, you know, such a simple idea yet nobody does it right. There's a problem and you weren't the first person to have this problem. I guarantee you. So lots of people are having this problem and there's, probably people that are making these little contraptions similar to what you did. 
and they, they, so they've done it. They've solved the problem for them and that's right. it. But then you come to the table and you go, okay, I got this problem. How do I solve it? You make it and you see there's a need for it and you create a company out of it. And that's where it's so cool is your product is, is, is a simple product for another product, right? Mm -hmm. For the, for ceramic, uh, for big green egg and for all those. And so it's just, solving that little need that's out there and it's not extravagant but it solves a big big need and and people want it people buy it and so yeah. if you could take and replicate that of course into some of your other hobbies that you have and the cool right. thing too is it's a hobby that you have you enjoy grilling you enjoy doing it so you, you solved your problem and a ton of other people's problem and yeah. that's so cool and that's what I like about what you did. And you got a cool name and a cool slogan. So that's pretty, pretty awesome as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's part of the fun is uh, you're just getting out there and living. You know, Trevor was pestering me at the end of the year. All right, we got to come up with the next thing. I'm like, hey, you know what, man? I need to just live a little bit and find some problems because there's stuff out there, right? And you just got to look at things differently and say, gosh, if I need to solve this problem for me, other people may want that problem solved too. So, yeah. you know, if, if people just start looking beyond the end of their nose and, and saying, gosh, if I could do this better rather than just keep, that's like, how did the snowblower come up? Oh my gosh, my back hurts from shoveling. Oh my gosh, if I could mechanize this, make it a lot easier. So, yep. so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> or other people just moved in like Arizona, but you can do that. Too. <laughs> yeah. I like snow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I got uh, a couple more questions for you. What are your yeah. three pillars of wealth creation? Three pillars of wealth creation. So that's an interesting thing. So I, something actually I was just, I was talking with my boys about this past weekend is we all have these God given talents, you know, and, and for me, I've, I kind of look at myself as a creative person who likes to do things differently and, and find solutions and stuff. So I think it's embracing those talents and sharing them with other people. That's, that's, that's a big one for me. My son is awesome at playing the violin and he loves to, to share it. And if it takes him somewhere in life, great. If not, that's great too. Um, my youngest son just loves people. He loves helping out and, and doing things too. You know, so follow that. And, and for me, it's been, um, you know, have it, you know, always have a positive attitude. You know, I'll take a smile, gets you a lot further than an angry frown. <laughs> um, I think that's the biggest, the biggest one for me. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, you know, if I got to name three persistence and, and continuous learning, um, just grow every day. You know, I, I enjoy my, my daily meditations and just the quiet time and and um and all of a sudden this new idea pops up and if it goes somewhere great if not that's great too but yeah awesome there you go awesome well chad how can our listeners uh get in touch with you learn about the product um uh, you know reach out to you how can, how can they do that yeah you could go to our website which is kickashbasket.com that's yep. a-s-h it's a family show <laughs> um, 
Otherwise, they can uh, find me on social media at, at Facebook or Instagram. It's Kickash Basket, both those locations. Okay. And um, if you want to chat, you can reach out to me via email too. Um, just it's Chad at kickashbasket.com. And um, I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, I'm sitting here in my flannel and my barbecue T-shirt I got on today. I don't know. So, <laughs> so I am. It's I love good. it. You know, I, I really enjoy uh, talking with business owners like you who are just kind of uh, humble, down to earth, and, and a little bit like me, kind of a little, yeah. I don't know what, what you want to call it, redneck or whatever we want to call us, but uh, just kind <laughs> of, just yeah, <laughs> but uh, enjoy the, the conversation with, with people like you that are just humble, out there, just, you know you're just out there, you created a business and you're having fun with it. And, uh, you know, you solve a bunch of people's problems. And like you said, you're just embracing your talents and you're sharing them with people. Yeah. Thanks so. man. I appreciate that. Now there's challenges. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but and there's a lot of challenges we haven't talked about with operating and running a business. And, and, but one thing that you just said there as well is the persistence is so key to be able to push on and get mm. beyond those challenges. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the ripple effect is crazy. I know our friend Trevor reminds me of that. He's like, how many people do you think you've influenced to grow more with your product? I'm like, I don't know, a couple thousand. He's like, well, take that beyond those folks and the people that they're cooking for. And you could add that up to millions pretty easily. And I'm like, that's, that's humbling in that respect yeah. right there. You know, yeah. and if we can all do that a little bit with our, with our talents and, and whatnot, it's, I think we're doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Love the mindset. Love the way you're thinking about it. Uh, well, Chad, appreciate it. Appreciate the time and the value you're able to add to our show. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Yeah, you do. Thanks, have man. A, appreciate it. Kick ash day. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.